Hey guys, it's Lloyd Knowles. And then before we start the episode, I just want to let you know that this week I'm not going to do any of the artist spotlight music news or playlists, but you can find the playlist at the Healthy Music Diet Podcast Season 1. Due to the length of my interview with the up and coming artist that I'm going to show on this episode, because it went over like an hour and a half, but we did talk about a wide range of different topics that will actually keep you interested so stay tuned for that and also i have just created a youtube channel so now i'm going to be posting my podcasts and make clips for all the episodes and other fun stuff in for the future so make sure to subscribe to lord knows on youtube thanks again and now let's begin the show welcome everyone to episode 10 of the healthy music diet podcast where we expand your palate one track at a time i'm your host lloyd knows and on this week's episode i have a guest all the way from the uk he reached out to me via instagram which i do advise everyone to follow me at lloyd knows yeah, underscore podcast and he goes by the name daniel keen daniel keen hello how are you doing lloyd i'm good how, how are you, you? how is it in your neck of the woods yeah, it's all right. It's a bit, um, it's a bit crazy with the uh, COVID nineteen stuff going on. We're doing, um, uh, me and my partner, we were doing a bit of filming for a new song after um, "Lose You," so that was good. Uh, yeah, just trying to keep busy, to be honest, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes, are they um, like re- like lowering the restrictions in um, England right now? It's a bit. It's it's a really strange situation over here because. So they're opening up like uh, uh, supermarkets and like uh, clothing shops and everything, but you still can't visit anyone from outside your house. It's really weird. They, um, at the beginning, like back in like March or whatever, when uh, lockdown started, they wanted to do like herd immunity. So they wanted like all of us to like be bunched together and they wanted like uh, to kill off like a good deal of us. It was really weird, really weird situation. Yeah, that's crazy. Not the best. What about you guys? Oh, well, I'm, I'm on the Northeast near New York, and they're actually starting to do, like, I think phase two. So now, like, barbershops and more service industries are starting to open back up, even to the bars, which I don't know why they would want to open the bars, but hey, we got to cope some way, somehow. So. Yeah, our, um, we're not having any barbershops open at the moment, and my 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 haircut is definitely like feeling it. I need I need a cut sometime soon. Yeah, same. I haven't gotten a cut since actually probably like February. But yeah, oh, really? Yeah, so. you're looking good, man. It's a good look. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, so the COVID everything, but I want to actually start off with when you reached out to me. I actually checked out your Spotify. Because everyone, if you don't, if you're not aware, Daniel, he makes music and it's a very different, well, he's the first artist that's going down a different route than the normal artist that I started off interviewing recently. And his first first song that I um, took fancy to was his song, Lose You. And Daniel, could you talk a little bit about the song, Lose You, and how it came to be? Yeah, so um, I started writing it with um, a mate of mine last year. Uh, yeah, we were just kind of jamming out some ideas, and uh, 
the lyrics it, it kind of comes from like uh, me and my partner's relationship just um kind of struggling with money that sort of thing um yeah it, it kind of just i think it was around like august like last year like she uh, uh charlotte was like uh, she'd gone to france for like a couple weeks or something and i was just uh, playing around with like the melodies of it and then i eventually stumbled across like some good lyrics I think <laughs> yeah. the uh, sipping wine and the not a lot of money, not a lot of cash, that sort of thing, and it sort of came together. Mm-hmm. And especially the, there was sort of like a Amazon analogy with a click it, you buy it, you wear it in summer. That came uh, around August as well. So it, it's really weird. It kind of was birthed in like May, and then most of it came out in like August. And then um, yeah, that's sort of how it came together. The um, but the song was recorded in like. Uh, December last year, so it it, it it took like a long time to yeah. put together. But then too, I saw on your YouTube you had the music video for it, and you had a disclaimer in the comments section saying that it was recorded previously because right now currently times are different. Oh yeah, yeah. So yes, like- that was that was funny, man, because it was like we filmed that in. Yeah, we we filmed that in like December simultaneously with the um, the song, but it just it just um, I had a song Breaking Beauty that came out in like February, and it just uh, it just took ages um, to uh, to find a date for Lose You. Like it took ages to find a date where it would work. So it kind of it kind of worked in lockdown. I thought it was quite funny because it was yeah, it's very like. Uh, yeah it's very like kind of weird time to release it i guess so which which creative process was harder the music video or just creating the song hmm i don't know i mean this for me like uh creating the songs is always quite an easy process like for me i always try and do it in like five to ten minutes for some reason like that's sort of like a good avenue of time uh, to creating a song music videos can be a bit more uh, complex really like i like i like to take my uh, time with it i mean that video it only took like one day's worth of filming but then uh, sainsbury's girl that you were mentioning that took like four days or something so it can really um yeah it can really vary uh, depending on how much i want to get done for it and th- this one um i can't change one i'm working on at the moment that Oh, that's taking it's taking ages it's taken like four or five days so far so it's really difficult to pin down <laughs> yeah and also too you had another track i'm looking at my notes beach boys breakdown could you explain oh, that yes. song <laughs> oh yeah so that that song's like um it's inspired like mostly about uh, me not being able to go out with like my mates and stuff it's um it's a, it's a weird one really because that that um like that that EP that I was working on Pop Bangers Mad Anxieties the the other two songs on it the Sainsbury's Girl and the X videos they were like pre-written for like three months but this Beach Boys Breakdown one it was like in like half a day or something the lyrics and the melodies like it came out really quickly it was inspired by um uh, Declan McKenna. Uh, oh, his yeah, song uh, Brazil, yeah, Brazil, quite a bit. yeah, and I love his song. Um, why are you always down? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you was down, I gotta check that out. Yeah, the music video for it would be a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have a little look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you did touch upon um Sandsbury's girls that song earlier a little bit, but that's my favorite track so far by you. And oh, it, cheers, mate. And it was giving me like pub vibes. Like I was at a bar listening to it and it's very evolutionary from like 70s, 80s sound, but you give your own modern take on it. And I advise everyone yeah. to go out and check out that song or even his whole discography in general. But how did you create that song? Yeah, yeah. Saints just go. That was a weird one. I'm just, I'm just uh, checking out the uh, comments and everything. Yeah. Um. Someone was saying, uh, this sounds like what posh teenage girls from London listen to while smoking tea bags or whatever. <laughs> it's quite funny. Now, that song. Um. Yeah. That is a weird one. That one. That was. Uh, I'm trying to think of what started it. To be honest, it was like. I think it was the guitar riff, like the um. Uh, I think the loop pedal I use like this kind of like boss loop pedal like um, to sort everything out and it yeah it the, it kind of yeah it was the, I, I use like this uh, cheap like MIDI keyboard sort of thing yeah. with my stuff so it was just a combination of that really mm-hmm. okay and you add like the uh, presets no. okay yeah because I have a MIDI keyboard too which I haven't used Oh really? Yeah, and but you did say how you were trying to give off like how the girls, like posh girls, would be listening to. But how, how big is the 1975? I have to just get that out the air. I'm always curious. Oh yeah, yeah. The 1975 is like quite a big uh, influence on my sort of style. Like I, for me, um, the uh, the backing vocals are very like prominent. Like the uh, it's not living if it's not with you. Like that song, like is a really big influence um lyrically i i'm quite inspired by them because they talk about very kind of they talk about issues of modernity and that sort of thing and that's quite key in my uh in, in my sound i guess so yeah i i'd say i'm quite heavily inspired by them i think that they're a rock band or a pop band oh, i don't know i'd say that i'd say they're a pop band to be honest yeah. they're very um <laughs> They're very kind of inspired by um, as those sort of, those sort of sounds and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know really. They they kind of borrow a bit from everything. Like they kind of have a bit of like shoegaze. They have a kind of a bit of like uh, country. Like they have a bit of everything. Yeah, off their it's, latest it's, album, have, definitely. Did you hear their notes of notes on a conditional form album? Yeah, it was like all over the place. In my opinion, I thought it was yeah. like not a cohesive thought yeah it was it was very weird like very weird mix of sounds did you did you rate the album did you like it i it was okay i don't see myself going back as much compared to their second one like their, their sophomore album oh yeah i like it where you sleep that is a that is an absolute gem of an album for me it's um their third album a brief inquiry into online relationships oh, yeah, no, that, that is one. like yeah that's the that's one. like that's like my biggest uh well i have a picture of it um in my uh, studio it is is such a good album like it's got a really good like mix of like sounds and lyrics in it are 
just gorgeous as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I was talking thinking about because my favorite song off of it was Sincerity is Scary. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good track. I, I love, love that. I love the church influences because even with like house music, like Clean Bandit would add in probably like a chorus from like a church, which I really, mm. yeah, so I'm just like, okay, Matt, he added that in, so I can get down with <laughs> with this song. I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get into a bit more of like house and garage uh, music in my own sort of thing, really. I'm trying to like uh, figure out how it would, um, yeah, how it would stick, really. At the moment, I'm just playing around with um, sort of uh, some modern like beats and that sort of thing. But it's, yeah, it's not really uh, working. But um, the, uh, yeah, since it's funny you mentioned Sincerity is Scary because those sort of backing vocals are very um, prominent in uh, Lose You and, um, I can't change, I think. Yes. Ooh. This is beyond not really the song, your next um single that came out that I was looking at, but I wanna ask about the artwork for your um single Friends of Friends parody. Oh yes. Let me have a look. I'm gonna have a look at that. What the other one of the uh, the two girls in the bathtub. Yeah, like did you take that picture? <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's uh, it's uh, my partner and uh, one of my uh, best friends actually um, that took part of that. The um, the girl with the uh, who's down in the bottle of vodka in the background. That's um, Charlotte. That's my partner and um, the girl with the uh, sort of uh, mask on. That's uh, Aisha. So yeah, they're uh, quite quite close friends of mine. They're in, they're on. Um, uh, the other artwork, the pop bangers, mad anxieties thing. I, I I quite like the consistency of having uh, them both on. I think it looks quite cool. Yes, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, definitely have them more um in your like music because um there's another artist that I listen to. He goes by the name Still Woozy, and he oh yeah, Still Woozy. Yeah, yeah he always... I'm um, I'm not sure what I think about him. Oh, you don't? <laughs> yeah, wait. What are like? What is your opinion on him? I'm curious. He does, um, I like his songs like Goodie Bag and like Habit and stuff, but he's a bit of, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm not, I just don't rate him that much. I don't know what it is. Okay. I have that with like a few artists. There's like, um, oh, there's another one I'm trying to think of, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's all right. Oh, no, nah, for some, I love, I love um, Still Woozy. Just, I, I think he takes a lot of R&B influences mm. in his music with indie like the mac demarco route but then make it with a, like an infusion of like r&b which i do really love about what he does so that's what i like yeah. i like her uh, like uh, mac demarco and rex orange county that sort of thing i like those sort of mixes of like with rex i uh, like his uh, mix of like r&b and that sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah oh have you heard of the band last dinosaur Last Dinosaur. No, I haven't, oh, actually. I'll have to give them a go. Yeah, listen to their song, uh, Sunday Night. That was one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah, all like, my indie, indie um, like, exploration. There was also... I'll like, give it a go. Like, No Vacation, <laughs> if you heard of them. No Vacation. I like that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, like, the chorus, too, is, like, very, very good, so... Yeah, They've like, got some good mixing on their thing. I'm always jealous of uh, people that are able to mix their stuff really well. I'm like terrible at it. Like, how's the process for mixing? Because I always hear a lot of artists saying that mixing just that's like pretty much 
the separation between a really great song and like an exceptional song because if you don't mix it correctly it can mess up the whole song so how's like mixing for me is i i i just can't produce it's like it's really difficult for me like i did um the uh the first few things you heard like the friends parody and that sort of thing those are songs i uh mixed myself but um the later one uh latest ones like lose you and that sort of thing that was a uh, that was produced by um uh someone that did their sound engineering for rem rem which was pretty cool mm -hmm. so it's really good um it has it has that sort of like 80s like alt rock kind of vibe within the sort of mixing and mastering of it and i yeah i really like it it comes out quite gorgeous i i couldn't um i don't think i could produce really i'd, I'd love to but it's just it's so difficult man as you said it, it's the difference between like a good mix you know good mix and a euphoric mix or whatever yes so daniel what's the hardest part of being a musician I, I think the hardest part of being a musician is just the um, it's just the, the grind to be honest it's just keeping it up every day like I have to um, just uh, submit a lot of like reddit links and like Spotify links to try and get it on playlists and that sort of thing and that is just it's a bit of a ball ache. it can just, like, just take like ages and ages of time and like it's, it's really difficult to figure out how much time you want to put into it as well because that you know there's some days where I wake up and I'm like just not in the mood for it whatsoever or something else is on my mind and then especially recently but like and then there's other days where you know i'm very i can i can go at it for a long time it's, it's difficult i think the i think what's difficult about being a musician is just getting the notoriety from people getting the sort of acclaim from people you know yeah because even too right now even though we have technology, which is like the great equalizer, there isn't much yeah. gatekeepers. It also makes it a little saturated. So now it's kind of hard to get on. Yeah, that, that's the issue I've been having. Is that there's a lot of like, um, you know, there's a lot of Spotify playlists that I'd like to get onto. But yeah, it's just so saturated with um, just all these different like bands and all these like acts that are doing like quite similar things to me or whatever. And it's just... Yeah, it's just trying to stand out in this sort of landscape. Like with my um, music videos, I try to like give it its a sort of like really saturated like edge, like really colorful edge. But yeah, it's, it's really difficult. True. Yeah, because for me, what I notice that really separates artists nowadays is engagement with their um, audience. Oh yeah, I try and um, I like on my Instagram to like do as many like little engaging things as I can. Like I like doing like little dumb polls or whatever. Like I I, I do like <laughs> I do like some really dumb stuff like with uh, I think oh what is it today? I did like um what do people think about OJ? Like orange juice, OJ or no J. Oh, okay. I put like some votes for it or something, like yeah. five have put yeah I like it. I and thought you were gonna put, say OJ Simpson. It. <laughs> Huh? I thought you were gonna say OJ Simpson. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, the juice is loose. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just dumb like orange juice stuff. It's just weird like little polls I put up. I like um, I like doing like little mood ratings of people like and um, seeing if you know anyone's like doing okay that sort of thing. It's 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 difficult. It's difficult to engage, but I I try the best I can. We we did we did um. We were going to sell these like little face masks actually um with um, some little uh faces on it and little uh foxes and that sort of thing but that never really came around because 
you know, a lot of people don't really have the money. True. Yeah. Because, like, you can even brand it with, like, DK yeah. on it. So, like, whenever someone wears where is it? They're like, oh, cool. Who's it by? And then it comes back to you. Well, there's this like little uh, sun logo I have where it's a little, um, it's like a sun that's really like stoned. He's got like sunglasses on. We, we were going to use that on like the masks and stuff, but you know, that was yeah difficult to put together. I mean, I have a mate of mine, uh, Valentine, that, put, that does um, like little uh, face masks. So I'd have to ask him. Yeah. And have you done any live shows yet because i did see on your on um, instagram you were outside at, at like a market if you were yeah so i um gigging has, has been quite difficult for me like i um but even before lockdown i was doing like a few like busking events like in towns and that sort of thing but um yeah the, the the live music scene here is like really difficult there's not much money you can kind of make out of it like especially in the first year i was doing this and um uh, there was a band i was in before there was like hardly any sort of venues that you could do really it's really yeah it's difficult there's not much um notoriety in in uh, the live music scene here i don't think wow yeah because from overseas when i'm on youtube I'm always seeing like the bigger name, like indie stars, like Thomas Mish, and like. Probably- oh yeah, Thomas Mish. I saw him at uh, Glastonbury with uh, Loyal Karner or whatever. That was he was really good. Yeah, that was a brilliant set. Have you heard of Loyal Karner? He's really good. Mm-hmm. And then like there's like what Fresh Kiwi Juice FKJ. Oh yeah, Fresh Kiwi. Yeah, so I've heard of that. Because I could see you eventually down the road at Glastonbury. I was gonna put that in mm. eventually. Yeah, so. Oh, I'd love to. Um, for me, I'd love to do all like the festivals and that sort of thing. They they've got like. Um, have you heard of uh, riders? Like they're very uh. like if you perform at like festivals, they give you like tons of like uh, free stuff. Like there was a um, uh, in my old band, there was a festival we played called Vickers Picnic, and we got given a bottle of wine with our names on it, basically. Oh, nice! That would be sick. Like I. <laughs> absolutely love to do that with uh, festivals nowadays yes and have you been to the u.s yet i haven't actually no i've been um i went to new york and washington uh, a few years ago and everything that was pretty good that was that was more that was a holiday with my uh, family and everything i liked um i liked new york quite a bit yeah i went to college in new york great place great place but do you see yourself yeah. moving to the United States to pursue music or would you try to get like a fan base in the UK and then transition it overseas? To be honest, like I'd love I would love to have like a, an active fan base in America and stuff. Like I'd 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 love to have an active fan base in a lot of countries actually, but particularly in uh Canada and uh New York, I'd love to yeah, I'd love to kind of do the festival circuit there. That would be great. And Daniel, for like music influences that inspire you to create your music, which artist would you describe as kind of like influential in your process? Uh, for me, it'd be like uh, uh, the Smiths, The Cure. They're quite big influences. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, uh, Tears for Fears, uh, 1975 as well, Gus Dapperton. Oh, Gus Dapperton, uh, yeah, I love love his music yeah that, those are probably like the biggest like influences Gus Tapperton's a weird one though like he's um 
his music recently is a bit kind of off. I'm not really a big fan of Yo, his. Honestly, yeah, me like, too. Like his that EP he had, I wasn't that blown away. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like he's, I, it sounds weird, but like when he had like the bowl cut, like he he, he like made better music. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like some like telekinesis link, but he definitely made better music with the bowl cut. I'm not sure what what happened. Yeah, I should try to get in contact because I know someone who actually went to school with him in New York because he's from like Warwick. Well, oh really? Yeah, he's, he was from yeah Warwick, New York. So like, all right. Fair. Who do you know um, in relation to him? Oh no, it's just a girl from my school. <laughs> from my college. oh fair fair yeah. But I did like his song, Sock Boy. I'm looking at it right now off of his EP. But in World Class Cinema, I had mixed mixed reviews about that. Yeah, I really liked uh, World Class Cinema. That I really liked the uh, the chorus there. Wait a minute. I really like that bit. That was really good. But his song, I'm Just Snacking, classic. Yeah. Classic. Oh, that's a good song. Great title as well. <laughs> yes. And then... Uh, oh, Cosmo Pike. Have you heard of him? I think he's from England. Yeah, Cosmo Pike's really good. I really like him. I really like his uh, his his voice. He's really cool. But he like fell off like the face of like the music industry. Like industry. I haven't heard of any new music since like 2017. I don't know what he's doing, but hey, I hope he keeps. Yeah, he's 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 really good. I really like um, him and. Uh, do you listen to King Cruel at all? Oh, he's really good. trust me. Yes, I love King Cruel. His latest album, great. Yeah, I really like his stuff. I, for me, it's the uh, the album he did the use that I really like that. Mm-hmm. With like Lonely Blue and um, Biscuit Town and that sort of thing. Those are really good songs. I, I love his song, Dumb, Dumb Surfer. Is it Dumb Surfer? Oh, yeah. Dumb Surfer. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good song. <laughs> yeah, like it's a good Halloween track. <laughs> if you have like a little <laughs> house party, you throw it on. Yes, that one. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a little listen. Yeah, I love uh, I love his um, I love his vocals on that, and I love the uh, the beats he puts together for it. Really cool. Yeah, because I remember reading up. I think in like 2014 when he dropped his uh, first like EP with Baby Blue on it and Borderline. Uh, yeah, like Beyonce and like Kanye gave like great acclaim. Like, oh, like this guy's the next. Next up, uh, saying that his artistry is like really. What Beyonce like rated um, King Crow? Really? Yeah, I'm like really 20- surprised by that. Yeah, in like 2014, she really in like an article she said that she really enjoyed his song Baby Blue. That's mad. I never. Oh, is that because they're a child like Blue Ivy Car or something? <laughs> what's, what's that about? Maybe the correlation. I forgot. <laughs> it was like years ago. <laughs> yes, and I just wished he had his song um, Rock Bottom on spotify if you heard that before yeah so i'm really confused about that like why isn't that on an album like it, i thought that'd be with easy easy or something like that is such a good that is such a good track that's like my favorite track by is like me and um uh, charlotte like always like smoke listening to that song it's so good yeah because i remember my sophomore year of college i'll play it all the time and then even in like the communal showers i'll be blaring it people tell me to turn it <laughs> off and shit i'm just like nah shut up <laughs> it's a great song it's, it's a really good um beat and lyrics i really like it mm-hmm. great track probably yeah probably my favorite track of his even oh you know another artist i want your opinion on uh reno Suriyama. Yeah, you heard of her? What's that, sorry? Oh, Rina Soriyama. I haven't, I haven't heard of her. Oh, yeah. how do you um, how do you spell it? 
Oh, I'll have a look. Oh, oh Rina, R-I-N-A space Sariyama, S-A-W-A-Y-M-E. Or A, yeah, at the end. Rina. Wait, how do you spell the last name? Oh, a what? Um, S-A-W-A... It should come up already. So, S-A-W-A. Something... Sariyama, yeah. Like, because, Sorry. Yeah, because she's a uh, um, Japanese born, but she grew up in um, London, and she makes. Oh, I can't. Um, I can't find it anywhere. Could you uh, send me a link or something? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think of it. Yeah, because like she came. Yeah, she grew up in London and she performed at the what is it O2 Arena. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've, uh, I've uh, seen that venue. I've I've, I've watched a few shows. I watched 1975 at that venue actually. It's pretty good. Cool, yeah. Venue. Because she was with years and years. Years and years are pretty decent. We saw um uh, I saw them at uh, Glastonbury. They were they were all right. His, the vocals aren't that good. It, from what I thought, like the the stage show is like pretty good, but his voice is a bit like all over the place. <laughs> I think a bit of a weird mix. Is Dan? It, wait, is Matt Healy better live in person? Because I've watched his live performances for the 1975 mm. on YouTube, and I wasn't impressed at all. I don't think he's a live like, performer. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one. When I went to go see him, it, he's got so. It, well, it was it was it was in a big arena, so they have it. It's hard to tell, but like th- there's a lot of backing vocals that go on over while he like sings mm-hmm. and stuff, but he. You can hear him, and he, he is, um, it's not bad, like, but I, I do get what you mean. For some reason, on the YouTube videos, like, he sounds really bad, but particularly before, he, when he was on heroin and stuff, he was like, he's, <laughs> he's gotten a lot better as a vocalist recently, since uh, not being on, on that, basically. And yeah. I saw him, um, I, yeah, I saw him at one of the first shows after he had come clean, or whatever, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I think his music got better, even though his first album was really good, like Girls, Chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolute bangers. They're classic. And what what other, like, artists that you would say influence, like, your music video style? Now I'm switching it to that. Yeah, music video style. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit weird with the music videos. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I've always kind of been... Uh, I've always been into like making like home movies and stuff. Like, I um, there's this old band, uh, Bonomi. I used to do their music videos as well, and I just really like um, I just really like stuff that's really colourful. I really like really kind of saturated things. I guess, uh, lyrical lemonade or like um, some of the Gus Appleton stuff is is definitely of a certain influence. But it for me, it's mainly I quite like uh. Yeah, I quite like the vintage sort of like colourful aesthetic. No, I really like. Um, I'm really drawn to like really old like. Uh, like, how long have, have you been like on YouTube for? Um, like, how long have you been watching stuff on YouTube? Because I'm really inspired by like kind of like the kind of vintage like YouTube videos, like 2008, like the old older ones. Yeah, I mean, I've been on it since the World of Warcraft days, <laughs> like 2000. Yeah. For some reason, that period of YouTube like really, really inspires me. I can't, I don't know how to describe it. Cause I was getting uh, like movie vibes too in your um, creative process. Like, I oh, a woozy, yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or um, 
Oliver Tree a little bit. Have you seen his music videos? Oh, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. <Yeah>. Music. <laughs> that budget They're must good. have been crazy. Really? Oh yeah, the um, the song hurt. Yeah, that that video is amazing. That's kind of like my my goal in terms of like video uh, production. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, because that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Oliver yeah. Tree. I feel like he's more of a meme. I think that's yeah, what draws it's weird. Him. Um, I, I didn't hear of him, but um, I was with a, a mate and his girlfriend was saying, oh, have you listened to Oliver Tree? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he's like, oh, I'm really concerned for his safety. Like, I'm really, I really hope he's okay. And I checked out his videos and he's like, he's, he's weird. Like he's got, I love his, um, yeah, I, said, I love his Mimi sort of style, but he's, um, I don't know, like some songs are better than other ones. I'm not keen on a lot of his stuff. I like her and uh, Alien Boy. Yeah, uh, Alien those are good Boy. songs. I love his song "When I'm Down." If you heard it. Oh, "When I'm Down." I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Wait. I think that was one of his earlier tracks. It's such a college, like in the states, how like, um, like the conception is like we like to party a lot, do all of that stuff, and that would be a theme song. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. That's um, that, that's his uh, that's his very first song, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, what what was it? A lot of parties you were saying. Oh yeah, I just see that song playing at, at like college parties, but um, I think it just blew by since it, like it was like the first song that came out, so no one was really yeah. get, giving their ears towards it, so it never took off as it might could have been. So, that's what's how. the sort of vibe you what uh, uh, college parties? I'm kind of curious. Uh, I don't really uh, like the music it. Was. It's not that good. It's mostly like 2006, like I'll say like VH1 top tens. Like they'll play a lot of like T-Pain. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, especially at the bars, matter of fact. Like the bars is a lot of T-Pain, a lot of um, Natasha, uh, yeah, Natasha uh, Beckenfield, I think. The girl who sings The Rest is uh, Unwritten or whatever. Like. Oh, okay, yeah. And they'll play some like up, like most like pop, or top 10 or top 100 tracks but it's nothing where you feel like man i wish people could actually be more receptive to newer music because they will have a way better time i feel like we're more comfortable Mm. in um in a sense but now i fear tiktok is going to take over the night the night scene and i'm oh my god i can't (laughs) <laughs> yeah now tiktok I'll- is is like super yeah super cringe i like i i made i made one for like to try and like get notoriety on it but it's just such a cringy platform it is just it's it's got a lot it's there's so many videos of like underage people it's so weird yeah. as a platform i'm not really a fan true like it's the cr- minute you hit like 22 23 you're like a grandfather <laughs> on the app like no <laughs> yeah. do you know what's weird it's like seeing um there's so many like people like starting TikTok accounts during COVID, yeah. and like I keep seeing them on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my god, just leave me alone. This is like it's terrible. But I would say you still have your chance to still blow up, since it's kind of pretty much relatively still a new um, platform. So right now their algorithm mm. is just taking anybody. So like, if oh you, yeah. So if you can make a good product, it's gonna blow up compared to like Instagram and YouTube right now, since it's now. And it's like teenage years and turning more mature. So now they're yeah. kind of like, okay, we already have a good fan base. We don't have any more like pretty much new viewers. So we we can just push out who we want 
or those already that get in a lot of engagement on the app. So you still got your oh, chance. Oh yeah. I would definitely I'm gonna, say do it. I'm going to try with a lot of the uh, younger like apps and stuff to see if I can get like notoriety. And yeah. there's there's a there's a few apps I've heard of, but yeah, TikTok is definitely um yeah, definitely one of them. Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, I was going to say like what are the other apps that you heard of? Oh, there's one there's one called uh, Vox a or whatever and there's another app uh, someone was telling me about a, a Flickr or something I can't remember the name of it but um there is some other ones that I that I might use but it it's just difficult to be honest because like you um like in a regular day like you can only really focus on like two or three apps at a time yeah like and keep and keep the posts up like with instagram you've got to put up like two or three posts like a like a day or whatever and i'm like i could i could barely keep up with that to be honest same here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you're doing pretty good with the podcast i like the uh, the posts you're putting up thanks yeah because pretty good what i notice is more people will be more engaged in different content and then you funnel them into your podcast so I'm like, okay, I'm a music podcast. I like to just show different artists. So why not make an Instagram page for my podcast, but do like daily one, two, three posts a day about different musicians you might not have heard of, but then once you check them out and then you'll be more inclined to check out the podcast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or maybe just, I was thinking you could like just show a bit more of like your own life and that sort of thing. That, that might work in terms of like posts. Yeah, like well, wherever you go up to, like show your gym setup or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna venture um into YouTube. I'm gonna put this um episode on YouTube and do other. You should do um clips as well, oh, like yeah. individual clips based on certain uh, things like people were uh, talk about. Yeah, stuff. that really works. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, whenever you uh, upload it on YouTube, send me the link because um, yeah, I'd I'd uh, definitely, yeah, I'd definitely look uh, share that. Yeah, will do. Also, too how like there's a lot of protests in america and i've seen overseas too the uk has also been very active i am i went to a protest a week ago a black lives matter one in uh, canterbury and that was pretty good it was um there was there was this there was um i was mainly i was doing like uh, photography for it because i was um gonna get some photos in the paper and everything but there was there was this bit where we're all in the high street in the middle uh, sort of like the middle of like uh, the town basically and we all kind of kneeled for like two minutes and like in silence and there was there was this um there was this old lady that kind of just walked through the the group of us and was like you're all part of the problem da, 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 da. it was like really it was so annoying like it was really irritating but um there's been um there's been quite a lot of well there's been quite a lot of protests here like kind of weekly i think in every sort of nearby town i can think of it's yeah it's really really big what about um you guys because um i heard in the uk they took down a statue was that near you of like a slave owner or a shipper yeah so that was actually in a town i was gonna uh gig at that uh bristol that was um i can't remember the name of the uh the slave trader to be honest but yeah it got taken down and thrown in the uh river and they're i think they want to do that with um there's a statue here and a lot of other statues in different sort of towns and stuff. Okay. There's, there's quite a few. What about, um, is there any statues in America they want to take down or? Uh, yeah, I, I believe they took down a couple so far. Well, like the Christopher Columbus ones. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They took down a few so far and it's, it's crazy, but I really believe that it's for like the good. A lot, 
a lot is going to change and we're in a whole the world's going to be different especially with covid and mm. with the protests now everyone's starting to be more aware of what's going I was on i was watching a um a documentary about uh, los angeles 1992 oh, or yeah, whatever recently yeah the riots that, the, Rodney King stuff, like it was, I was just disgusting what what happened there. That like the footage and stuff it was horrible. Yeah, the it's Rodney. really, it's a, America's a really bizarre place in <laughs> terms of that sort of thing. Oh, definitely, definitely. But everyone loves loves America. They want to come here, but I don't know. Just traveling too, because I'm originally from Jamaica. Just seeing. Oh, it. really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go to Jamaica. Like we, me and um, my partner, we want to travel across the world a bit. Maybe get like an old like a uh, school bus or caravan and renovate that. Truly, oh yeah, make sure you vlog it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. I think we might have to do something like that. Yeah, and yeah, like you should do some like Caribbean, some reggae. I can see that just infusion with drink, like some pop, and you like your aesthetic. I think that could really go far. I'd really, uh, yeah, I'd really like to do that. My um, yeah, Charlotte, she's a really big fan of like reggae music, and I, I quite like it as well. Like it's um it's really good vibe. Even too like a lot of what people don't really realize, reggae is a really revolutionary sound. Like they speak about a lot of topics that affect a lot of um people in society. So it's still like Irie vibes, but then if you listen to the lyrics, it's very like in a sense political. Well, Sam, have you heard of uh, Eka Mouse by any chance? Eka the uh, gym, uh, reggae artist. Eka, no, I haven't. He's uh, he, his um his first album Wadudem or whatever it is like the lyrics on it is like so deep like like the 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 sound of what he's doing is like very very strange like quite uh, typical reggae but the lyrics are like really brutal about the uh, colonialism and um and about uh, his parents in relation to him and stuff uh, check it I'll have to send it to you I'll uh, definitely check it out oh yeah yeah please do also check out Chronix Chronix yeah he's, he's a reggae artist his um first album I forgot it was like in 2017 that one was very political he talked about like the Queen of England <laughs> to, oh, okay yeah no, yeah I'm not I'm not really like a big, uh, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the royals and the Queen of England and stuff. Yeah, how are they like, like perceived in, in like over in the in the UK? It's it, it's a really weird one because you'll you'll get like half of people that are like really uh, pro like the royal family, and for me and a lot of people I know, we're just we're just a bit like what like why does everyone care that much like what well, there's like. Oh, there's like Prince Andrew who's a bit of a weirdo and there's yeah. I don't know it's I think the Queen's crown right her crown it has like a jewel in it that's like 500 billion really? costs like 500 billion and it's like you could literally like fix you know world hunger or something at 400 billion it's really strange that it hasn't happened yet yeah so not really a fan I'd say like half of people were okay with her and then half are not like yeah because don't you pay taxes and some of the tax money goes to them? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't personally uh, pay uh, the taxes for it because of the the amount I make. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it is um, it is ridiculous how much people have to pay in tax towards it. Um, yeah, I would never really do that. I don't think I'd probably move. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like the queen, she's like a Duracell battery. Like she's been living forever. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's she's been living for ages. There's there's a 
there's a friend of mine that uh, believes in a conspiracy theory that she's been dead for like three or four years or whatever and that she's been um yeah been uh replaced by a lizard or something like that it's really weird <laughs> yo i've been hearing about all these lizard conspiracy theories about the secret society yeah i've been hearing a lot about them too it's really strange <laughs> i'm a big uh, i'm a big uh, conspiracies fan so yeah. yeah i used to go down that rabbit hole definitely and that's why youtube pretty much banned alex jones if you heard of him <laughs> Yeah, Alex Jones, he's a, oh, he's a funny one. What what are conspiracies you're into? What, um, what ones did you follow? Oh, like the Rothschilds? Oh, yeah, the Rothschilds stuff. That's really, uh, yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah, because I... The Epstein stuff. Yeah. Like, I find that, like, really bizarre. The ancient stuff, you said? Uh, the Ep Epstein stuff. Oh, Epstein. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's kind of crazy. Yeah, because you said one of the princes supposedly in like documents he was there yeah. Mm, yeah that's really weird there's um there's some conspiracy theories i found that um yeah that the the creator of simpsons he was on that island or whatever which is really weird Jeez. there's there's tons of stuff like um i'm a bit of a alien uh, fanatic so i believe in the um or oh, what is it in the 40s the uh I can't. I can't remember whereabouts it was in America. Oh, uh, um, Roswell. Yeah, Roswell. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm quite a firm believer in that. I think. What about? That's the only alien thing I believe in, though. It's oh, weird. what about ancient Egypt? Because if I can go back any time, I want to see how the pyramids were made. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm a bit. I don't really know the uh, pyramids and everything. Like, why is it that everyone thinks that they were um, uh, created by aliens? Because the way how it was perfectly aligned in yeah. like the sky, and they like each pyramid on um, area that they made perfectly aligned, also to just the amount of like machinery that it would take to actually carry one one like stone. Like yeah. no one, no one found how they did it, and even because they moved it probably yeah. like thirty miles or like probably a hundred kilometers from one location all the way to um egypt to, like, i have that in the uk as well there's um stonehenge which is like the oldest like collection of rocks like gathered and yeah it would just take like yeah as you said machinery like it would take so much machinery to get them to move i, I don't know what it is but i just feel like it's just you know just brutal like slave trades and stuff to honestly, put those together i really don't know honestly they said that there, there weren't any slaves that built the pyramids. It was all... Oh, really? Yeah, it was all paid workers, like, really craftsmen, and they paid them in beer back in the day. Paid workers in beer to put the pyramids together? That's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know about that. Yeah, because, like, slaves... How would slaves be so, like, architectural savvy to, like, make everything so precise? That's, that's true. That's true, to be honest. I didn't think about it like that. Like, how would they... Yeah, possess the knowledge to do that. Yeah, and also it's too, weird. they found supposedly electricity. That they said that Egypt had electricity back in the day. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like there were like some jars. There were like some jars that had some type of like wiring, and it, it produced light. <laughs> you know, and then God. And then what? Egypt is just bugging. That's such a strange place. Yeah. Oh, and ancient. Oh, what's his name? I was listening to a podcast. Graham Hitchcock, I think that's his name. He's very big into like ancient Egypt, 
and oh, okay, yeah. And he said that the watermarks on like the Sphinx predates yeah. predates what we think the the time it was created. So they they think it was probably ten thousand years earlier. Really? So they think oh my God, Egypt was actually a way older civilization. Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to get, into, I have to look all that up. And then I love, I love conspiracies. Ben. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's a music podcast, but we're gonna talk about <laughs> conspiracies because if you want to get, yeah, me- I love. I love where this went. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Proper it, like Joe Rogan vibe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because if you want to get into it, also there's like the Anunnakis. Anunnakis? What's that? They're like supposedly like ancient beings from another planet that were like very tall and like they were depicted in a lot of um, ancient civilization artwork and they were like probably some in like Mexico and different areas of the world and they all pretty much okay. depict, like, yeah, depict the same. For me, for me, it's like I feel like the the imagery of aliens exists with the uh, Roswell thing. I reckon the, they were like little green, like reptilian things from like some sort of like mainly water-based planet. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's kind of like my theory. But yeah, that's true. That's that's weird. The Onunnakis. I haven't really heard much about that. I'll have to, I'll have to look into it after this. Yeah, trust <laughs> me, you're gonna be in a rabbit hole for a couple of days. And two, they found what is called like depictions of our solar system like correctly mm-hmm. like how could this ancient civilization know the right sizes too for like venus pluto it was yeah just, that it was, that is mad it's just crazy absolutely mad and, and like that's i would say contributes to our ignorance like we think oh they're ancient civilization so they weren't as smart as us but i think they were smarter <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah it's it's like we we constantly like talk about the the intelligence of like other civilizations out there and like they're probably way more advanced than us and probably not as much like influenced by like greed or any of the other dumb things that we're that humans are influenced by you know what i mean yeah and then you know the another conspiracy they said they digged in the united states and found um like like tools and other artifacts that predates when they thought humans actually went onto US. Yeah, I heard about that. That they um used oh was it like Argentina or something? There's like a collapsed civilization or something there. Yeah, I'd heard that stuff. Gosh, so many weird, um, <laughs> so many weird conspiracy theories. Yeah, and to <laughs> and to how we um like the Earth like civilization reset like probably three times so this is like we're in like our third edition of where we are in society's like civilization wiped out and then i reckon just, covid's gonna like wipe us all out and the cockroaches will live on after us or some bullshit <laughs> yeah definitely have a strain and then some type of being comes and just puts their dna again and just reset <laughs> imagine if aliens came that like the thing is out of all this there's been so many uh ways that the covid stories developed like i feel like aliens must be next me and um I, we, you know the um spacex thing yeah the uh so that launch i, I uh, watched it with a few with a few people and like there's that we saw this like blue and red light in the sky and it was moving in a way that seemed like a ufo like mm-hmm. and i reckon there might have been oh, i reckon we might have seen one i don't know if they're still here I mean, yeah, I'm skeptical. I, I feel like what it is is that it wasn't an alien in it. I feel like the government, when they set off ro- rockets, they test like they they re- they test uh, 
crafts that they reverse engineered. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, cause it's just crazy. <laughs> if these protests keep going on for like a good cause, who knows? Like the U.S. government or some type of world government brings out those type of ancient, like mm. ancient engineers. Whereabouts are you based, actually? Oh, uh, I live in Connecticut. So, oh, so is there um, is there any protests in Connecticut? And oh, stuff? Yeah, is there definitely. anything going on? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot. Near is it like a daily? Is it like a daily sort of thing, or what um, is it like? I wouldn't say as daily, but last week they were going on for probably like four or five days, from what I remember seeing. But now. They'll protest probably like twice a week. See, the thing the thing is with the American protests that we've kind of missed out on is that I feel like the American police system, it really does need like a massive reform or something with some of the stuff I've seen. It's like some really like awful footage of police officers attacking people and like pretending to be like civilians and that sort of thing. Yeah. You, you heard about like the brick conspiracy? What's that? Um, How like near the protest, there'll be an unmarked car and it'll be full of bricks and they saw like cops coming out of it oh yeah yeah i did hear about that yeah yeah i don't know warren buffet's acme brick or whatever that is oh my god yeah that's weird i didn't i didn't i did not know yeah i i kind of heard about it but i didn't know exactly what it was called they've been doing that in um uh, the French have actually been protesting for a couple of years, actually, about uh, brutality. And like, yeah, the police have been pretending to be uh, the civilians as well. It's really weird. There's a lot of really corrupt stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. With uh, police systems around the world. I mean, the one I went to, there was like these uh, community support officers, like these two uh, just police officers that were quite friendly. But yeah, for the most part, it's quite in other countries. It just seems really barbaric. And you know the American system. The the crazy part: the one percent is still making money off of these protests. Really? Because when the looting and like the destruction of property happens, the the city is gonna have to issue bonds, and then yeah. these big corporations buy these bonds with high yield interest rates. Because I study finance in college. And oh, okay. So the taxpayers are gonna be the ones paying for these bonds eventually. To like to like um build back infrastructure, and then Wall Street still makes a killing. They made probably I think a hundred billion dollars off of protests throughout life. Yeah, throughout the time. Really? Over the decades. Oh my yeah. god. So that's terrible. They, what exactly is a bond? I don't actually know what it is. So like let's say because I know they have like war bonds. So if like the UK they were in a war, to, for, yeah. for them to fund it, they would issue bonds. So then investors or just even like any regular civilian, they can buy these bonds. So normally they're like at $1,000 and they'll issue them at maybe like 10, 20% interest. So you'll get a hundred bucks. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. So, oh, that's yeah, weird. so, so that's how like the U S government have so much debt and like they're not imploding cause they just pay off the interest on the um, bonds. The problem is though, like, cause we're like, we've obviously all these protests going on, like it, under the government you guys have got at the moment, I just can't really see much happening. I mean, if if under Obama's government, the Black Lives Matter protests were going on, like that, there wasn't really much push there with like the Zimmerman thing. Like it's really, I'm not sure what could be done really. Yeah, I don't, oh, the only way, well, first to touch on the Zimmerman thing, the yeah. father, he came to my college and actually spoke 
And it was just really, yeah, it was crazy. It was like during the time Trump got elected, I transferred to a new college. What the father of a uh, Trayvon Martin? Yeah. Oh my god! And, um, oh, that, that story like is just for me. That is like the most rotten thing I can think of. Trust me, it was race tensions were crazy at my college because there was only three percent black people at my school oh, really? at the time. Yeah, when I transferred and. There were a whole bunch of protests going on. People were just screaming out the N-word out of their dorms towards us. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? And then, like, one kid said when he got the mic, I was looking through the information, and I believe Zimmerman had the right to kill your son right to his face. And oh, every, my everything God. Everything erupted in, inside the auditorium. It was just... Oh, that's just terrible. Like, yeah, crazy time. That Like, the, the thing is, it was... He, uh, Trayvon or whatever, he just had like a packet like Skittles or something when it yeah. was something so stupid that he had like, oh my god. But the thing too, that for me is the worst but the thing, thing too, I can think of. It's like, it's racism in a sense, but it's also politics because it's all about lobbying. Like Alec, it's like a big organization that mm-hmm. many corporations funded for like decades, but a lot of them started to pull out. And yeah. like the NRA, which the president of the NRA went to my college and our college pretty much does not even talk about him anymore. Like oh, yeah, the like, NRA or whatever. Yeah. They um, The only time they've lobbied against guns was when the uh, Black Panthers were uh, uh, took over City Hall in the 60s or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, so they were the ones that put in stand your ground. So now, and plus two with documents of how um, black men, for us, we need like video evidence. Thankfully, we're in 2020 where technology is, but still that's not all that it takes. And I feel like the only way to actually like evoke change is by Mm. coming together, just like how corporations can lobby. If every civilian who wants to support a cause lobby together and build in a sense their own corporation or PAC, super PAC, then that's the way to really start changing laws throughout society oh yeah definitely that i think that's that's something that your country definitely like definitely needs the the, lob, the lobbyist thing oh just absolutely crazy because it started like, with we, reagan reagan brought um corporations into politics the minute he oh my there. god so, yeah he was yeah he wasn't the uh <laughs> he wasn't the uh, the best of people yeah b-less, <laughs> a b-list actor come on and now, actor and now we have a casino owner <laughs> as a president you, yeah, you guys have had some weird choices. I mean, hey, <laughs> I got up. Boris. I have friends in the UK studying, and they said he's kind of a nut job too. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's weird because he's wanted to be uh, the leader on and off for like about 10, 15 years, and like when um when the Brexit thing when that started, he was like, uh, he'd like made like two versions of speeches like at the uh, conference one for Brexit and one against Brexit yeah. and he just picked the side that would get him the most uh, popularity or whatever but yeah he's really weird I, I mean I yeah I've never voted for him or whatever so, I voted for so how's the, the Labour or whatever how's Brexit um, gonna affect the UK because I've really <laughs> seen how it affected the pound from a oh financial aspect oh my god like it's just been the ultimate like shit show of like all time like we've um, uh, well the pound has been pretty bad for a while just because of coronavirus um it was it was pretty good around um when we had our most recent election actually but yeah um they want to 
they they announced like a couple days ago that they're gonna because there's like a Brexit like transition period of like a year. Yeah. And it's this year, and they're like, it will conclude in December, and I'm like, why? Like, it's this is like the worst year to do it. Like, there is so much going on. Like, our hey, economy we got elections um, coming up, shrunk so. by twenty percent or whatever. It's just, oh my god. I know. Yeah, twenty twenty is crazy because we got elections coming up too. Yeah, you got um Biden versus Trump. I'm oh my god. I, yeah. I feel for you guys with that one. You guys never get a, the best Democrat. I don't think. Hey, we don't get the best anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I want. Are you um? Are you pro Bernie? Were you? Uh, did you want him to get in? Oh, uh, honestly. Well, who were you? I wasn't. I'm. I'm in the middle. I'm more of a. Yeah. I'm more of a libertarian, but I wasn't. A that, um, who's um? Who's who runs for the libertarian? Is that uh, Gary something? Well, he it? ran last time, yeah, but I'm not. I wasn't following this time around. I'm probably just gonna vote for whoever has a black agenda to be honest for me as a black yeah. man i gotta vote my interest this time around yeah but by uh oh there was um a clip of um charmaine the god on the breakfast club talking to joe biden i saw it was just where joe biden said if you're thinking of voting for someone other than me you ain't black or whatever yeah and i'm like what the what the fuck man like <laughs> like yeah i don't know I, I don't really know what which of your candidates has a black agenda really well, not, i really don't know does have one it's called the lift yeah. every voice and sing agenda oh, okay but yeah it's a shame he um yeah he got kicked out really like it would have been i really wanted him to get in yeah oh bernie yeah bernie oh, yeah. no 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 biden has that agenda but bernie i don't know how i feel about bernie i'm kind of torn oh really was it because I don't know, I just don't feel like, well, just from a political, like if I'm just looking straight on political sides. Yeah, of course. He's, he's not really a Democrat. Like, I view, no, he's not. I view no, him he, as a person. Democrat's a bit weird though, because it's like, you, your guy's political spectrum is a bit different to ours. So you've, your, your left is like more right than our left, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So, for, so from for me, from my perspective, Bernie seems a lot like the uh, left wing we have over here, mm-hmm. uh, socialist. Which I'm not. I'm not actually too against, really. But I see. I see your point. He he isn't like a. He isn't like the uh, typical pick for that uh, party, I guess. But then again, too, after he ran in like what 20, 2016 yeah twenty sixteen, I think he um, went back as an independent. So I've kind of viewed it as like that guy who comes to hit up his ex-girlfriend for when he wants something, <laughs> and then he will leave right after. Like, okay, I got what I needed, or if I don't get it, I'm just gonna leave, and then I'm gonna come back to try to oh, get what I, I can that. get. So I'm That's, just like, a, funny That's like, a funny analogy, man. Like, you gotta like stay like, okay, now, now you're trying to make change in the Democratic um, Party, but he's using it as that platform to get on because that's the only way you're gonna win the votes. He should have just stayed after the 2016 elections as a Democrat and try to enact change within that mm. party instead of just going back as a lone wolf. Yeah, he really, yeah, he really, he really should have kept to that. To be honest, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, I, I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, it would have voting in America. It, I mean, it's quite complicated anyway because it's not as if you just vote for that candidate you have to vote for your like representatives and your mayors and that sort of thing yeah. that's something i can never get my head around because don't you have parliament because in jamaica they have like a parliament system that's similar to the uk 
Yeah, so it's like, so I live in uh, Canterbury, so we don't vote for the leader who we're going to get. We vote for who would be the MP mm-hmm. in our area. So I voted for someone who's called Rosie, who, yeah, was the uh, Labour for here, basically. So that's kind of how it works. I kind of, yeah, it kind of makes more sense as a, uh, as a system, but it's not, it's nowhere near perfect. And trust me, people here definitely do argue quite a bit about it. Is there a lot of money in, in your politics as America or no? Um, probably not. I feel like, I feel like our, uh, our elections are a little bit more fair, but I don't know. I mean, Eddie Figg's more fair than the lobbyists from what it seems. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> like I say always, like you should vote. Like it's cool to vote, but the mm. most, but you're voting every day with your dollar. Mm, yeah, the, I'm I'm not sure how what which side of the fence are sitting with that. I think yeah, definitely if you can vote, you you should. But it's like certain elections, like your vote counts more. Like well, certain states, your vote counts more, and that seems yeah, with the electoral that seems really weird to me. Yes, because they don't want to have. Like a whole like Maine, Wyoming, like alienated. So they try mm-hmm. to use it with like the electoral college to try to, in a sense, make it kind of fair, but it doesn't to give them some sort of vote because because think, if they just went the populist route. No one will go to those smaller states. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, the thing is for me is like I feel like America is just such a massive country. It's it the electoral electoral college model is just almost impossible to make sense for the whole country because like somewhere like los angeles compared to texas they have like almost completely different political models yeah it but, seems but if they do the populist voting la pretty much if they all vote in a in like a bubble then yeah. wyoming and maine and connecticut would never get a say in in what goes on in, in our elections because yeah because now, now yeah, that's it's true. just a sticky situation it's just it's just a really sticky situation. It's a lose yeah. It's lose. a very it's a very sticky situation, America. I'll I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my distance uh, for now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just come. Yeah, I definitely would week. love. To, I definitely love to uh, play over there though. Yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. Just just get It'd the check and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> or even busk or whatever. I'd love to. Um, I I I definitely want to go back to America at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like New York, they have a lot of smaller venues that you could definitely go to. To get a New York, base. yeah, New York. I really, really liked when I was over there. Like, that's a place I could actually genuinely like live in. I reckon, like, it's pretty. Like, obviously, it's very hot with the COVID stuff at the moment. But I like, I love. It's just something about the way New Yorkers speak. They have like, they have that sort of cynicism that us Brits are kind of used to. Uh-huh. It, it, it's a bit similar to London in that way. But it, yeah, it's, it's a yeah great city. I yeah, I'd love to play in. Um, yeah, New York would probably be first on my list of places to play, definitely. Yeah, because like even in New York, I went to school in upstate New York, so it's a little different. Well, it's not, it's a lot different. It's not like the city city, but in CT, I live near the city. And whenever I'll visit, yeah. I just love, I just love the city. It's just like the ambition, the dreams when you go over the bridge. It's just something about it. Like everyone's trying to get to where they want to be. In their yeah, no, that, that's something I really like about it. I think. Yeah, because like... Frank, yeah, I really like that. Like Frank Sinatra has a song, New York. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, I, re- I need to... um, 
yeah, I need I need to go back to New York at some point. I mean, it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit difficult at the moment, but I think um, yeah, me and my partner definitely want to do like a kind of road trip across America or something at some point. Yeah, yeah so when That'd you get great. to New York, let me know. And I'll yeah, you know. definitely, man. I'll I'd love you know. to. That would be great. I'll let you know how that goes, though. That might be a, a little while oh, yeah, in the yeah, pipeline, but we'll have, we'll have to do um yeah we'll have to do like another podcast in person or something. That would be that'd be well fun. Oh yeah, definitely. So once as the podcast gets better and get more views, like my plan is to go to like New York and like meet with more artists that way. So oh, that'd be great. If you ever come to the UK, let me know. That would be because I could probably hit you up with a few um few uh, acts that'd be willing to interview. Right. as well yeah thanks because i really want to go to the uk so i can go to um a man city game oh manchester city oh yes well like a football game yeah i really want to go oh yes like, that would be great i'm not a big fan of like soccer per se yeah but i just love the atmosphere because just watching it on tv there was like a documentary series on man city even though that is mm-hmm. my team that if i'm gonna support they did yeah. this season and you just see like the everyday life in like the pubs. I want to go to a pub first. And oh then, yeah, and then that's go to that's probably the best thing about the UK is our pubs and stuff. Like we would, um, well, there was a football game I went to like a few months ago. We just had like a few beers at this um, quite uh, cheap pub, and then went straight to the game. And the game was free, and it, it is just such a great. It's it's like the ultimate British experience. True. Uh, yeah, right. It. I would say go to um, a baseball game also really yeah because i went to my first yankees game it i see why it's america's national pastime 60 percent of the time you're kind of invested like invested but 40 percent you're just on your phone talking walk around the yankee stadium get some beers okay fair yeah because like i didn't even um like stay the whole game because it rained out a little bit and once they resumed it was like at the yeah. bottom of the fifth i'm like yo let's leave and me and my um, friend we went to the different bars right across from the stadium and we had a great time it's just a place to go for a little bit and then you just go out in the bronx yeah and just go out and party. yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to yeah i'd definitely go to like a baseball game or something in the bronx you said that is that like a good place to watch games yeah there's um what is it it's not jimmy t's uh, i think it's teddy's i have a shirt on when i went yeah, like you'll know. There's the Yankees bar. There's a Yankees bar, like a whole. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like right under the train station. There's a whole bunch of bars that you can go to just bar hop because I love bar hopping, and that's what I definitely want to do in Europe. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They they call it a uh, pub crawl over here. Oh, pub crawl. Okay. What bar uh, bar hop? Yeah, I I definitely uh yeah I definitely give that a go if you're going over to Europe. One hundred percent. But yes, Daniel, it was great having you on. Yeah, it was fantastic, man. I'd definitely be up for uh, something like this again. Oh yeah, me too, me too. So where can we find you? Uh, well, on, online. Yes. I guess look up uh, Lose You uh, uh, with the letter U, uh, Daniel Keane Music. If you just look up Daniel Keane Music, you'll find on, well, if you look up Daniel Keane Music on Google, you'll find literally everything I've got going on. Uh, the best places to find me are on Instagram and YouTube because that's where I do most of my uh, like original content, especially Instagram at, Dan- at Daniel Keen underscore UK. That's where I uh, run a lot of like covers, like requests and polls and uh, bloopers videos and behind the scenes and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's where I do most of that sort of stuff. So I'd, yeah, check me out there. Okay. Well, thank you, Daniel, for coming on. 
this thank you very much show. lloyd i really like this yeah thank you and all the best i'm gonna be checking up on your music and let me know when you have new music yeah of course i'll um i'll talk to you uh, when i've got the uh, my next song out i think you'd really like that one yeah i'm looking forward oh before we leave i love yeah the, i love the remix to um sandberg's girl Oh really? Yeah, that was uh, done. That was done by a mate of mine, uh, a producer called Orange Bloom. He, yeah, I really like that. It's got kind of like I don't know, bit, it, bit it was Brockhampton more, uh, sort of vibe in some bits. Yeah, I, I would say it was very ambitious remix, but I it you pulled it off. Like they pulled it off. I'm like okay. Thank you very very much, man. I really appreciate that. Yes. All right. So I'll talk to you again later. Right, yeah, I'll talk one. to you in a bit, Lloyd. All, All right. right. Have a good one. All right, you take care, mate. Bye. Bye.